That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to Obscurities. I'm your host, Debbie Rashawn. The suburbs. The places stereotypically associated with safety, harmony, with pristineness. Maybe you grew up there. Perhaps you live there now. On that note, you're probably familiar with the nuclear family. Two parents, two kids, smiling outside the ranch-style house they work so hard to make their own. If this doesn't describe your upbringing, then you are still most likely familiar with the stereotypical family structure. Somewhere along the line, suburban living and the nuclear family became one of the many facets of the so-called American dream. Venture outside the parameters of any big American city, and you're sure to find a town that matches this illustration, filled with families who fit this description. Weldon Spring is different, though. Sitting about 30 miles west of St. Louis, Missouri, its population is just over 5,000. This small town is home to nuclear families of a different sort. That's because it is a nuclear suburb. Turn off Missouri's Interstate 64. Coming eastbound, turn at exit 9. Westbound, turn at exit 10. Get on Route 94 and head south about two miles. You'll pass a high school, some homes, and a handful of businesses. Then, on your right, you'll come across a big pile of rocks. An enormous mountain of rocks, really. A mound nearly eight stories high. It's impossible to miss. Only accessible via a single staircase sits a concrete platform, a bench, and a placard at the summit. This place, in the words of the locals, is the moon. Technically speaking, it's the Weldon Spring Site Remedial Action Project Disposal Cell, a 54-acre 1.48 million cubic yard dome covered in countless little white rocks. Inside sits a slurry of polychlorinated biphenols, a.k.a. PCBs, deadly mercury, toxic asbestos, highly explosive TNT, radioactive uranium radium, and a noxious mix of sludge and rubble. Yet, a popular hangout spot for amateur bird watchers, wannabe astronomers, and area teens alike, the moon is something of a local legend. It really is local, too. Homes, schools, businesses sit no more than a mile away from this makeshift tomb. 
instead of transporting all this radioactive waste somewhere far off, the Weldon Springs site was constructed right where it rested. It is located near the southern boundary of St. Charles County, the state's third most populous county, just as easily accessible to the area's 360,000 residents as the Walmart or a McDonald's. How did this irradiated material get here? And who decided it should stay smack dab in the middle of the suburbs? And perhaps more importantly of all, is it even safe? To find the answers to these questions, we have to go back to the mid-20th century. Missouri, 1941. The now-defunct towns of Hamburg, Howell, and Toonerville are sold off, 17,232 acres in all, to the Atlas Powder Company. The area's 700 or so residents, now displaced, vacated the area to make room for Atlas Powder's new trinitrotoluene and dinitrotoluene production sites. Trinitrotoluene is better known as TNT. Dinitrotoluene is referred to as DNT. This area would become the world's most extensive explosives factory at the time. Any home, any business, any school, any church within the APC's newly acquired 26 square miles was demolished and scorched to make room for big business. For the next four years, lasting the duration of World War II, Atlas Powder Company's 5,000 employees across 18 TNT factories Two DNT factories and almost 1,000 additional buildings worked around the clock and began to poison the ground below in the process. The soil, the sediments, and as a result, the surrounding freshwater springs were soon inundated with Atlas Powder's nitroaromatic contaminants. The journey to the human made moon had officially begun. After the Second World War ended and 700 million pounds of explosives had been produced, the Atlas Powder Company sold the land back to the state. As it turns out, the need for massive amounts of explosives rapidly diminished when the war ended. The state of Missouri divvied up the thousands of acres to a few different owners. About half of it established the August A. Bush Memorial Conservation Area, named after Missouri's beer brewing magnate, August Anheuser-Busch Sr., former president and CEO of the world-renowned brand and St. Louis staple Anheuser-Busch. Most of the remaining property was split between the University of Missouri, St. Charles County, and the Francis Howell School District. Still, 2,000 acres remained. The U.S. Army claimed the rest of this acreage for training purposes. In conjunction with the U.S. Army, Atlas Powder did undertake some extensive cleaning of the land and then handed it over to the United States Atomic Energy Commission, or the AEC for short. In 1955, 
the Weldon Spring Uranium Feed Materials Plant was built, now referred to as the much nicer-sounding Weldon Spring Chemical Plant, the facility was operated by Irish company Mellencrot Inc. under the guidance of the Atomic Energy Commission. They remained there for over a decade, working closely with uranium ore to make yellow cake, a uranium-concentrated powder. They also created the killer chemical weapon Agent Orange, for the use in the Vietnam War. They disposed of all the waste into four on-site raffinite pits, designed for holding dangerous liquids, all within a few thousand feet of St. Charles' residence. Also on-site was the Weldon Spring Quarry, an innocent-sounding mining facility that dug up limestone and also burned explosive and radioactive waste from the Atlas Powder Company and the Atomic Energy Commission, further sullying the soil and the water beneath the land. It only got worse once the Atomic Energy Commission took full ownership of the land, turning the quarry's innards into a dumping ground for both drummed and uncontained uranium thorium, and radium residue from the nearby plant. Elsewhere on the property was the Weldon Spring Training Area, a place for the Army Reserve to use for training exercises that still exist to this day. In 1967, uranium processing was put to a stop, and the Atomic Energy Commission was left no choice but to repurpose the Atlas Powder Company's 200 acres. So after 25 years of polluting the ground beneath their feet with TNT, DNT, and uranium ore, what comes next? Perhaps it was time to call it a day. Further remedial action was not to be the case. More debasement was planned, this time in the form of chemical herbicides. Thankfully, for some reason, the creation of this defoliant plant never came to be. Instead, the Army sold off a portion of their land, the land surrounding the quarry, as it happens, back to the Atomic Energy Commission, now known as the United States Department of Energy. The Army held on to the Weldon Spring Chemical Plant, though, the Army and the Department of Energy worked as caretakers for the land for almost 15 years. They did nothing to contaminate the land between 1968-1984, but did nothing to undo past damage. In all likelihood, based on the way the Army and the Department of Energy allowed the aftermath of their residency to sit and fester, it's very possible that the Weldon Spring Chemical Plant and Quarry would still be standing there today. Luckily, in the fall of 1984, the United States Environmental Protection Agency stepped in. The Army and the Department of Energy went to work repairing buildings at the chemical plant, decontaminating its floors and facilities, and removing some of the more industrial equipment from the premises to make cleanup easier. The Army then handed over the plant to the Department of Energy in 1985. At that point, the plant, the quarry, and the raffinite pits underwent a thorough decontamination process. Now placed on the Environmental Protection Agency's National Priorities List, the TNT turns chemical plants 
2,000 acres were officially designated a Superfund site in the summer of 1984. This designation typically reserved exclusively for massive long-term cleanup efforts allotted the EPA with the funds to construct the moon. Construction on the formally titled Weldon Spring Site Remedial Action Project stretched from this point in the mid-80s all the way to 2001. Today, nearly 20 years after completing the Weldon Spring Site Remedial Action Project, the moon sits three-quarters of a mile away from St. Charles County's Wellfield, responsible for providing drinking water to 70,000 of the county's residents. This Wellfield is also a contention source among Missourians. They grew up in the area and had been drinking the water for much of their lives. Like Coldwater Creek, a tributary of the Missouri River in North St. Louis County, known for having exceedingly high radioactive levels, thanks to a sister mallion crop plant, many consider the drinking water in this part of St. Charles County the common denominator responsible for a spike in cancer diagnoses. A 2012 report is one of the only substantial investigations into a link between the Weldon Spring Ordinance Works and an influx of cancer diagnoses in St. Charles County. Still, most local scientists and healthcare professionals alike consider the report to be a bit of propaganda. These experts claim that the report, conducted on a state level, diluted the data by including zip codes that aren't in the Weldon Spring Ordinance Works immediate vicinity and not accounting for factors like population growth or other cancers that can be caused by radiation exposure. In truth, Former laborers and residents' lived experiences are a more remarkable testament to the Weldon Spring Ordinance Works toxicity than any state report. Cases of leukemia, brain cancer, lung cancer, esophageal cancer, tongue cancer, and pancreatic cancer are abundant among ex-employees and current homeowners. Despite this obvious correlation and the 2016 report the state conducted at Coldwater Creek, they found it did, in fact, contribute to a spike in cancer. Missouri's Department of Health and Senior Services insists that there is nothing to be concerned with at the moon and its surrounding land. Not even two decades after completing the moon, St. Charles County would like to portray the site as a safe and secure place instead of a source of sickness and disease. To help bolster the positive image, whether intentionally or not, schools make field trips to the site, tourists flock to the location, and locals use the place just like they would a park or a playground. Located near another popular tourist spot, the historic Daniel Boone home, the Weldon Spring Ordnance Works has since built a visitor center, complete with a museum that presents a digestible and easy-to-follow history of events that, in reality, are anything but. Alas, this is typical, as no person or group in power would ever want to admit that a potentially hazardous area is quite dangerous. Check out the film by Steven Soderbergh, Aaron Brockovich, 
or more recently, Todd Haynes' Dark Waters to see how similar situations played out. On their website, placed alongside all other Superfund sites, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency describes the Weldon Spring Ordinance works as an ongoing project. They state that remedial activities at the Weldon Springs Ordinance Works are being conducted, implying that the efforts to contain the radiation are continuing, despite the fact this has been a publicly accessible destination for years now, which would suggest that radiation containment was complete. They detail how they're cleaning up the soil, pipelines, and groundwater, and note there is a Continued Groundwater Monitoring and Reporting Monitoring is conducted annually and includes a performance monitoring network of seven springs and 17 groundwater monitoring wells, they write. A typo on the site results in the same sentence being repeated immediately after without a space in between. Visitors with a discerning eye to the website know that this is a canned response and was likely copied and pasted from some internal memo with very little thought. One can only hope that their supposed monitoring is carried out a little bit more carefully than their website appears to be. At the date of this writing, buried underneath all this text is a note. The fourth five-year review is scheduled to be completed by September 30, 2020. Remember, previous five-year reviews have long denied the link between the spikes in cancer and the decades of hazardous activities at the Weldon Springs Ordnance Works. Will connection be dismissed for another five years? Or will 2020 be the year that the Environmental Protection Agency finally finds the missing link between the nuclear families of St. Charles County and the nuclear waste dump that rests beneath their homes? Update, April 2021. Confusion continues with accurate reporting on the EPA website. There now appears to be two duplicate pages on their website describing the current status of the Weldon Springs site. One states, The sixth five-year review began on September 30, 2020, and is scheduled to be completed no later than September 30, 2021. The purpose of the five-year review is to evaluate the implementation and performance of the site remedies in order to determine if they are or will be protective of human health and the environment. Five-year reviews are required for any remedy that results in any hazardous substance, pollutant, or contaminant remaining at the site, above levels that allow for unlimited use and unrestricted exposure. Another similar page seems to incite further confusion by reporting, The fourth five-year review, FYR, was completed on September 30, 2020. The purpose of a five-year review is to evaluate the implementation and performance of a remedy in order to determine if the remedy is or will be protective of human health and the environment. The fourth FYR identified multiple remedy issues for both OUI and OU2. The Army is beginning to work to address the identified issues and is also developing an FYR addendum to address portions of the fourth FYR report that lack sufficient information. The word identified contained a typographical error in the statement.
The report seems to be the review promised before September 30th, 2021. It decidedly lacks detail and suggests further study and information are required. Even the abbreviations are confusing. OU1 and OU2 stand for Operable Unit, Soils and Pipelines, and Operable Unit, Groundwater. What multiple remedial issues were identified? What is the timeline for the five-year review addendum to identify and address the issues? The Weldon Spring Site Remedial Action Project Disposal Cell sounds like a place you'd like to avoid, right? But when remedial efforts to clean up the site were complete, the site was reopened to the public in August 2002 as an attraction, drawing in locals and tourists alike to the on-site interpretive center and the surrounding area featuring wildlife, biking, walking, and nature trails. 786 people visited the first year of operation. In the decade prior to COVID, almost 24,000 visitors per year sought out the site, now unofficially referred to as the Nuclear Waste Adventure Trail. The area immediately surrounding the site, spanning 150 acres, has been planted over with 80 species of prairie grasses and native forbs. It is also home to prairie wildlife, including butterflies, songbirds, hawks, deer, and coyote. Former building used as a decontaminating checkpoint for site workers was transformed into an interpretive center. An eight-acre native plant educational garden greets visitors as they approach the site and includes perennials, shrubs, trees, walking paths, and benches. Also, information markers. A highlight of the site is being able to walk up a staircase to the top of the nuclear disposal site, beneath which is buried the remains of industrial equipment and buildings, as well as radioactive, hazardous, and toxic byproducts produced by the Ordnance Works and later the Uranium Feed Material Plant. Claimed to be the highest accessible point in St. Charles County, Missouri, the view can be spectacular. On clear days, one can view the Gateway Arch in St. Louis, 35 miles to the east. The mound itself covers 45 acres. Radiation levels around the site are at or below levels considered average for a round-trip flight across the country, or half a chest x-ray. Visitors need not be concerned. The disposal cell is designed to last 1,000 years without seeping its radioactive waste. The site has proved so popular, a new interpretive site was built and scheduled to be opened in 2020. The opening date was pushed back to later this spring due to the pandemic. The new center will continue to provide information on the area's local history and its former and present use as a waste preservation site, with permanent and temporary exhibitions. Expanded classrooms and facilities with additional meeting rooms fully outfitted with everything you may need, an auditorium for larger groups, and adequate space for staff offices. School children from all around the area regularly visit the site and use the classroom facilities for on-site learning. The larger Weldon Spring Conservation Area not only includes the disposal site, an interpretive center, but also features the Lewis and Clark Trails. 
The Lewis Trail is 7.9 miles, and the Clark Trail is about 5.3 miles long. Both are hiking trails for foot traffic only and feature views of the Missouri River. You will find the six-mile-long Hamburg Trail to the west of these trails, which links the Weldon Spring Interpretive Site to the Caddy Trail. Stretching across most of Missouri is the Caddy Trail, a 237-mile trail, much of which follows Lewis and Clark's original route up the Missouri River. The Caddy Trail State Park, as it is officially called, is the United States' longest recreational railroad trail for bikers, hikers, joggers, and cyclists, and its surface is primarily crushed limestone. The Hamburg Trail branches off from the Caddy Trail and was initially used as a road to transport rock from the Weldon Spring Quarry to construct the nuclear waste containment cell. To the west of the Hamburg Trail, still within the Weldon Spring Conservation Area, are the Lost Valley Hiking and Biking Trails, providing 10 additional miles of multi-use recreational opportunities. Viewing a map of the Weldon Spring Conservation Area and reading about the site in many online articles, a marvelous picture is painted of an 8,398-acre Superfund site transformed into a public-use recreational area. It is an easy scenario to buy into. Yet, hidden away is one area that remains unaddressed a tiny, obscure place that officials would like to stay forgotten. A small, abandoned quarry, among others nearby, but with an ignored history. The picturesque site is only a stone's throw from the Caddy Trail and the Missouri River. Known as the former Hamburg Quarry, it is not labeled on Google Maps or even shown on the Weldon Spring Conservation Area map. An overlay does appear where the quarry and its immediate surroundings are situated. It reads, Restricted Area. Easily confused with the Weldon Spring Quarry, which was included in the cleanup operations, the Hamburg Quarry often escapes notice. The quarry itself is attractive if you stumbled upon it. The sheer limestone walls rise above the calm waters and gorgeous trees surround the area. But there is a reason it's a restricted area. Beneath its surface lie the unknown. A former quarry worker has publicly claimed 2,055 gallon drums of unknown contents were haphazardly stored at the quarry, rusty and leaking barrels. The company at which the quarrymen worked also owned or operated at the West Lake Quarry and Landfill in nearby North St. Louis County, as well as the Weldon Spring Quarry. Both these sites have undergone massive cleanup efforts. While the Weldon Spring Quarry has been deemed complete and successful after $1 billion thrown at it, the Westlake Quarry and Landfill remediation efforts are ongoing, with the latest concerns that buried radioactive waste could be carried off-site during heavy rain. Nuclear waste from the Manhattan Project was illegally dumped at the landfill during the 1970s in an attempt to clean up a downtown St. Louis site. 
The Hamburg quarry, however, remains almost forgotten. There have been no cleanup efforts or even preliminary public report on the site. Former owners quietly disassociate themselves from the quarry site. However, the restricted access designation speaks volumes. Today, you can enjoy the recreational opportunities offered by a former ordnance factory turned uranium processing facility once contaminated with over one and a half million cubic yards of asbestos, radioactive uranium, and polluted rubble. But the almost 8,500-acre recreational area may hide hazards officials hope fade into obscurity. <laughs>